That's where we should start the recording right here. <laughs> <laughs> Just no context whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. One of our, our better episodes from last season was uh, it started with Mike saying, I'm going to lick it for luck. <laughs> Everybody okay, good? here we go. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to see how many false starts I can give you. <laughs> this isn't the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I like that one. <laughs> Trying to keep an attitude of positivity here, Mike. Hey, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> me too. <laughs> that that makes me think about this uh, one thing uh, that's coming across one of the apps that says, "Tell me a phrase that somebody born after 2000 wouldn't understand." It says, you're Super Bowl champions, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. I was like, oh, yeah. oh that hurts. That hurts a that lot. That hurts real bad. Do you, do you feel attacked? <laughs> yes, but, I mean, I attack the cowgirls anyway, so. It's good, speaking of being attacked. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to the Average Adventuring Party podcast, where the party may be average, but their adventures are not. Nothing? Nothing? Nothing. No. Sorry, Steve's adjusting. We wanted to see how many false starts you could have. Oh, I can keep going. <laughs> I'll just, we're, we're, we're back to the caldera. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, caldera. I thought you said the jacket. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, the, yeah. This time, Iacus doesn't have his jacket. Uh, well, it was a good run, guys. Uh, I'll turn my mic off. It's time to... So, speaking of... Go back to the mic. The audio <laughs> levels can't stand when you're gone. Uh, okay. I'm back. What you're saying is we can't do this without the mic? Yeah. So, speaking, speaking of Iacus losing his jacket... Fuck you. <laughs> Too I soon? mean, <laughs> I'd say he had his jack it off. Yeah, it's too yeah. bad that yeah. that uh, yeah. he wasn't dressed a little bit more formally. That way, he could take his tie and jacket off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What uh, what happened, you guys? I don't recall. <laughs> As Mike wears at the gym. Does let's talk about uh, let's talk about Shinara, <laughs> huh? Huh? And, and and jacket. I, I you know I, I feel fashion is probably a more appropriate topic. But for... <laughs> both have been taken from you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And later I shall murder people for the second yeah. one. Yeah. It, you, you, yes. He is ineloquent without his jacket. Yeah, uh, his charisma score goes down five points. <laughs> but fortunately, he enters uh, rage, so his strength goes up. Becomes a barbarian. <laughs> Multi-class. Monk barbarian. So if you can't tell from all the banter, uh, during, a, during a meeting with uh, Genzorig, the, the chieftain of the Sunlight Hunters, in our last episode, Iacus was uh, paying back some, some debts he owed for favors and had to give up his most prized possession. Um, I'm sorry, you, you said Ganzig. That was actually Centaur, formerly known as Friend. Um, <laughs> so he shall be uh, futurely oh, referenced. He, he got you out of many a scrape, mm-hmm. and you owed him. Mm-hmm. So he says. Uh-huh. I mean, I got his daughter hooked up with somebody. So 
He got grandkids out of Yeah, he got grandkids yeah. and... This is how you repays me. And possibly... They need a war leader. I think Icus could start a murder spree. He has been tutoring under Suna for a while. <laughs> and he did tutor Ardeth, and we know how murder she is. True. True. So... Not at all, really, now that I think about it. I mean, there's, there's called practicality. Yeah. There were so many people she'd like to murder, but she's not going to because it's not practical. I mean, still, it's... it's Suna would have done it. Yeah, Suna would have done it. I was going to say, I think Suna has higher higher kill count than... I mean, she probably does. ...at this point. So... Well, with the, with the murdering people in your forest. So, uh, on, on the topic of, of murder... That's a murder. We're going to go see my ex. Yeah. You totally won't get murdered. The group found out more specifically where Kelly's, uh, Iacus's ex-wife was, and found out that they would have to cross uh, a very hotly contested, magically warded centaur territory to get to her. Uh, side note from the player, I have to laugh. I think uh, my actual wife will greatly appreciate the character's name that wants to murder me. Uh, <laughs> just tossing that out there. <laughs> so we last left off with you guys leaving this, uh, this village that was preparing to be besieged because uh, all of these storms have knocked out a lot of their supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you found waiting for you outside the village, nameless. He has on his shoulder a falcon. And he seems to be talking to it until you approach, at which point it flies away. So does he collect pets or something? As far as you've seen him over the last time you've been with him, Funny. he has not had... That was that a character question. <laughs> well, I'm answering it in character. Fine! Funny, he doesn't look Druish. <laughs> Go ahead and lose your pants for that one. Woo! <laughs> oh no! You're gonna have I... to. You're gonna have to trudge through the storm in uh, just your loincloth. I this is getting all going streaky. <laughs> no. Uh, when when he looks up and sees you, he says, "So, so how did it go?" Well, nobody was murdered. Yet. Uh, Clearly. Um, who's your new friend? Hmm? The bird? Oh. Um, I don't know. Does that have anything akin to do with the bear sounds? As uh, Iacus holds up bear claws in the air. I don't know. I was uh, just minding my own business, uh-huh. and this uh, this bird just appeared, mm-hmm. and it, I followed it for a little ways, and it led me here. And whenever I got here, it hopped on my shoulder, and has just been making these cute little cooing noises hmm. until you showed up, and then it flew away. So you followed a bird. You say that like it's weird. You're following a cowman inside a nation of horse people. But <laughs> doesn't but, uh, sound too uh, 
too weird when you put it that way. He said he followed a fox. Mm. But you followed a bird that could have been leading leading you into a trap. No, there's not a lot going on around here. You and besides, were, you were in territory where they would prefer you dead. Yeah, but I know how to get out of that territory pretty quickly. If unless you're following a bird to a trap. How many traps have you sprung that have been bird related? Bird related. The incidence of bird-based traps is very low in the centaur plains. You're far more likely to die centaur death than bird death. I don't know. We I'm have... just gonna stop talking to you people. <laughs> uh, there's some aquatic dragons in the in the uh, the water between here and the Obsidian Isles. They sometimes come up on land, and uh, I mean they're not birds, but they have wings. So I guess I kind of see your point. We kind of met one once. How'd that go? It agreed not to eat us. Sort of. I mean that's actually pretty pretty good. When it, it comes was, to dragons. It was also really, really lazy. It kept wanting us to get in its mouth. That, I I can only say that someone supremely foolish would get in a, a dragon's mouth. So he did. <laughs> He's not wrong. I said what I said. Ever since Iacus joined our group, it, it's been bad. That That is generally the way it goes. So why are we helping him again? Because Random asked us to. Who? Yeah, who? Because we have to. Hmm. Why do we... Says who? Do you want your armor repaired? Ah, damn. Yes. <laughs> so, Fine. So did you find out anything useful? Or... Really? Um, did you? Yes, you were standing right there. <laughs> oh, oh, so you made a friend yeah, with yeah. a dire tiger cub? I hear? Friends, um, that might be a little overstating it. He didn't eat me because I fed him. And but why apparently did... he followed you home. He didn't follow me home. I picked him up. And why yeah, did that, you do that this? That would be friends. Because his mother had been killed and he was helpless. So you help... wanted him as a pet? No, I wanted to nurse him back to health. So then you could kill him? No, so I could release him into the wild. So someone else could kill him? Actually, you know, the odds on a centaur versus a a fully grown dire tiger really heavily favors the tiger in its home environment. Then why does your ex-tribe people try... I mean, how many of them have died trying to do it? Trying to do what? Kill it. Like trying to kill that one? A tiger. Oh, um, well, I would say maybe, well, it depends, right? Well, you're um, saying it's more likely the tiger to... Well, yeah, so if you want the full-length cloak, you hunt it by yourself. Um, if you want a significantly shorter cloak, you lead a party. And... I would say, like, maybe one in 20 who go after a dire tiger by themselves. Your people are weird. You're dead. That's kind of weird to me. I mean, that's true. (laughs) Even before she was dead, she was a human. They are very, very strange. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. I I never met one. Uh, 
we haven't actually had any here in the plains for a while. That's true. And usually I mean, they're I, running I whenever to... they're in the plains. I was running after, yes. After you were dead? Yeah. So what did... Uh, your 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 critique of our society aside, we found uh, where Malaise is staying. Calais. Calais. I, I I was putting bad thoughts. Do you with not Malaise. notice that he is missing his jacket? He he is very very upset over this jacket. He can't talk correctly. You with the book and the angel. Yes. Do you know an exorcism spell? <laughs> Because she doesn't like holy fire. Oh, that's good info. <laughs> Did you trade the jacket for information, or no, no, you're... no? He just handed it over, free will and all. <laughs> yeah, well, that's very generous of you. I'm sure the people will appreciate your um, generosity. Yes, I am sure the people do. Yeah, now, the guy tied it, it around his butt and everything. Stands, it's, it's sitting there wiping along the guy's butt as he walks. He walked away. He was just wiping along the butt. Well, that's not as useful information as I'd hoped. Um, well, it didn't really go to a good cause. Sure. We need to head to the west. I think we're wasting time talking about jackets and butts. Yes. Yes. She is a butt. We're going to stop wasting time talking about the butt. Your mother is to the west. Oh, well, that's that's good. Against the wall. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where she was when, when I left. Mm. Oh, I mean, day. have you seen your mother recently? Uh, no, not recently. No, well, I didn't know how your relationship with her was. I mean, she's my mother. Better than your relationship with your father, obviously. Which one? This one. Oh, that one. I mean, we had a good relationship when he was here. Hmm. Don't have a bad relationship now. But you left. Yeah. That happens. You left, and he's out on his own. When I left, he was under tutelage and care. He's a grown man. He had to take... With action. no name. Well, that's fair. So we're, we're heading west? Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, please. <laughs> Lead the way. Oh, no, I just figured we could talk while we walked. Yeah. Uh, Thank God. Yes. So are you cold with no jacket? I wouldn't know. What's your AC? <laughs> <laughs> just for future reference, of course. Nameless. <laughs> you know, as he's, as he's walking, he... It's just kind of nodding along to, to what you're saying. Just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. As something of a um, mage himself, does Neville notice any sort of magical, uh, residual traces of magic uh, kind of coming from Nameless and his interaction with the Falcon? Um, not that you can see just at a glance, if you wanted to actually get in and examine him, maybe? Yeah, I'd, I'd say probably staying closer, because Neville and Nameless probably have like a pretty friendly relationship. It wouldn't be outside 
of the norm for Neville to be walking alongside of him as they move. Mm-hmm. Or on his back. Or riding on his back, yeah. Uh, you see, he, he is responding to the conversation, but it's very disinterested. Just like, yeah, that's 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 nice. How, how cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. And at a certain point, Neville, you look up and he's got his hand out. And uh, as he's responding, that, that falcon just appears in his hand. Just appears out yeah. of nowhere? Yeah. It's just uh, like you glance away, glance back, it's there. And when you go to look and see if it flew in or something like that, he holds out his hand and it disappears again. And you're probably the only one close enough to hear him go, huh, that's neat. Then Neville will uh, and say, I suspect this is some sort of uh, magical power, latent, that has started to surface. Huh? What? You are exhibiting the traits of what of one who can magically commune with nature. I have seen this many times. It is quite a common uh, phenomenon, but uh, rarely does it manifest in the untrained. Oh. Um, no. Um, no, that's not it. I, I can't really talk to it. It is still some sort of connection, nonetheless, and I suspect it is arcane in nature. Or perhaps primal. I don't know. Uh, I get the feeling I've seen this somewhere before, but I can't place it. Like, it's... And he holds out his hand and the bird reappears, and he brings it real close to his face, and he says, I, I know I've seen this bird somewhere. Hmm. But... Have I seen the bird? Does it resemble ascending from his mother or anything? No, his his mother uh, deals in spirits. Deals in spirits, but more in plants. Okay. But any other recognition or anything? Um, as far as you can remember, no. And he says. See, it's actually uh, kind of strange. Like, I can do this, and he throws it, and it, you know, takes off and glides to a nearby tree. And then he holds out his hand again, and it just reappears in his hand. Can I put my hand through it? You go to touch it, your hand goes right through it. But doesn't your hand go through everything? Not if I don't want it to. He, he take he takes his hand and pokes it, and his hand does not go through it. Is it similar to uh, Sabathiel's familiar? In what way? Just that way it's behaving. Um, uh, the letting it go off and come back and. From from the way you interact with Sabathiel, no. Can I put my hand through Sabathiel? Do you want to try? <laughs> Do, do you specifically want to try? Not that really. would be a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's like, look, I can die! <laughs> so, There's your exorcist. <laughs> as we're traveling, uh, Neville wants to try to uh, see if he can recall ever hearing any stories about a falcon having any sort of 
spiritual significance in any cultures local to the area. He probably doesn't know that much about centaur, uh, centaurs in particular, but I imagine he knows a lot about, uh, probably knows a good bit about like the, the wars between the humans and the centaurs and mm-hmm. the, uh, the yeah. sun chaser sovereignty and how they interact with the el- uh, with uh, centaurs. Give me a give me an intelligence check and any uh, any background you might think applies. I I'm going to say the draconic scholar does not apply, but perhaps uh, gnomish historian does. Yeah, I'd say that's that's fair. So that is an eight on the die plus one for the skill, and then intelligence modifier is let's see four. It's four, so that's death. That's only a thirteen. Thirteen, um, you know, and you may have disregarded them because they're kind of like everyone's got them. Different birds are. Um, alternatively revered and reviled in various civilizations around the world. Um, for instance, in the Sun Chaser Sovereignty, at least one of the gods has um, a crow as his primary avatar, and it's seen as a... Depending on if it's seen before or after battle or during times of sickness or whatever, it, it's a, a good or bad omen. Um, the dragons tend not to have that kind of thing, and you haven't heard of anything in the Centaur Plains. While you were in the Blood Bayou up north, you know that a lot of people will eat any bird if they're hungry enough. So, can I use... I want to start paying attention to trees and stuff as we walk by, mm-hmm. because... I'm assuming with my scout background and centaur hunter background that I might know at least like what kind of animals may be in the trees or whatever. Have I seen falcons before in? I mean, yeah. I mean, does it look like there's any nests around or like they would be where we're walking? No. uh, And actually a lot of the foliage is beaten down. And most of the trees due to wind and rain and snow and abuse. Um, And actually, for that matter, as you guys are walking, the temperature is rapidly heating up. By the time it's, um, we'll say mid-afternoon, it's well over 100 degrees. Neville will look over at Icus and say, it's probably a good thing you're not wearing the jacket right now. I could punch you. <laughs> so, Iacus, um, is there any reason why your ex-wife is pissed at you besides you leaving? Mm. Well. Was there another woman? Oh, no. no was there another man? No. Was there another individual of a well, unspecified? As far as another woman, I don't think so. At least at the time, I didn't recall. Um, I remember now, Random showed up to me and told me I had to leave. But I, I couldn't have told you before the events of the Caldera. Um, hmm. And telling a loved one that you just had to leave and did not know why and that it was very important does not tend to go well. 
Yeah, that would do it. Yeah, when I was alive, a lot of the soldiers had to do that. Because they couldn't tell the wives where they were going. Well, they at least knew where they were going. Their wives didn't go into battle with them? Some did. Some did not. Some, Some had to stay with the children. You assume they didn't take the children with them? Centaur culture, I've come to learn, is uh, very unique in equality. Um, Men and women don't matter really here. Everybody stands for the herd, for the tribe. Uh, Well, that's one good thing they got going. mm -hmm. Well, they're actually very wise in many of their ways. People just see them as savages because they don't want others to intrude upon that. So I take it it was very hard for your ex to understand why you would choose to leave when you had no idea why you were leaving? I I think she understood why he left. I just don't think she appreciated it. Mm -hmm. I've always been a man of principle. I've always done what I have believed is right, and I have always... Stuck hard to it. I know there's so a lot that people don't her, see. In her eyes, to you, what was right was leaving her alone. Guess we'll find out. I do not know. Okay, I just I just wanted some context of what we're about to stumble into. Um. Well, um, we're going to have to cross the border into um, Kalar Kasar's territory. Um, which will then alert her that we have crossed the border. Um, we will have to cross hostile territory. How of, far from the border is the wall? It's about as far west as you can go. Um, so we're going to have to cross Because maybe I should of... try to cross and go get her to bring her back. So that way when you guys cross it doesn't alert people. The That would be a great idea. Except we are on a very tight timeline. So if anything happens to hold, you... Hold, 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 hold. Nameless just holds up his hand. I think we should make camp here. Okay. Neville will hop down from his back and immediately start unpacking the stuff to make camp. No, not there. And he points over towards some, some trees. More over there. Okay. And Neville will... will without even so much as a word of response, we'll immediately start doing the exactly that. I'm not opposed. I'm just somewhat interested. Oh, I figured you would complain since we still have uh, some daylight left. Well, I would, except you've been on the run from other centaur tribes for quite some time, you're more familiar with the land than I ever was, and it doesn't make any sense for me to ask you to help guide us there and not listen to what you have to say. I trust you. Me, on the other hand, why in the world would we be stopping all of a sudden? I mean, normally when we travel traveled, you you like are like, yeah, maybe we should. That was not no hesitation, no nothing. That was a... We should stop here, like you know something. I don't know, just a feeling. Like I feel if we keep going, something bad's going to happen. Have you ever gotten this feeling before? I mean, yeah, but... Well, how come you didn't speak up then? Well, I haven't gotten it since I've been with you guys. It's mostly been, I think if I 
go over into that tribal land, something bad's going to happen, and then, you know, some patrols get sent out, or, or something like that. Oh, but not since you've been traveling with us? You haven't gotten this feeling? Not really. We've just been kind of wandering until... Until now? Well, no, I mean, the past couple of days we've been traveling with a purpose. Long story short, he's honed these instincts. I'm willing to trust them. Um, was there any particular reason for it or just a hunch is uh, i like to see thought processes um i don't know but and he looks over at neville he's like i wouldn't i wouldn't unpack everything i will make for a light camp we're still kind of out in the open and we might need to make a getaway into the woods wouldn't be the first time i've had to do that <laughs> hmm. i could just stand in the tree I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if you need me to hide. Oh. I don't mean, like, to sleep. Oh. I don't sleep. I don't know. You sometimes offer the most interesting suggestions. I was, I was seeing where you were going with it. Okay. Okay. So I, st I still have some deer if anybody's hungry. Yeah. Venison? Venison? Anyone? Sure. I'll have some. I mean, I could try to eat some. We don't want to waste any. Yeah, I was going to say. He hands them out to you. I don't know. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm going to pop it in my mouth. Yeah, you eat it. It doesn't fall through or nothing? Not unless you want it to. No. Yeah. While you're corporeal, you, you eat it. Doesn't hmm. taste like anything. Damn. Can we heal up? Well, we're doing all this. Oh, yeah, I think we had a full day, so I think we are healed up. Okay. Yeah, you should be uh, at the appropriate amount of hit points and cool. recoveries are all. You said the appropriate amount, so I'm going to be at, uh, you're all at one, one million. You're all at one. That's the appropriate amount. The, the whole time um, y'all are setting this, this camp... I'm going to keep an eye out as well. Yeah, Nameless is just pacing back and forth. Like, he's he's watching for something. And he he keeps an eye out towards the road. Or, not the road, the, the sort of open pasture where you were walking. And he's, he's just pacing back and forth, back and forth. And the, uh, the sun starts to go down. And as it does, a, uh, a fog picks up I'm watching Nameless I'm keeping my eye on him hey uh Neville uh huh uh we got we got some fog you've been making notes uh has there been a is this a repeat was there extreme heat and then fog previously one second while I make some noise here as I slide some stuff around uh the fourth day or the third day of the event uh the previous day it had rained quite heavily and then the third day uh, was fog we have not had fog coming after hot weather however so if it follows uh any kind of logic we had extreme heat now we have fog so we may have extreme cold coming up we may prepare for that, because the last time there was cold, then fog, then heat. I bet you really Maybe. want your jacket if it's going to get cold. 
Ayakis is not going to uh, acknowledge her comment. Mina, you don't have to rub it in every time that you're immune to cold. And speaking of... Uh, I mean, I don't need a fire. Speaking of the I just don't want to make it. Again. Uh, Neville, stop rubbing it in. Speaking of the weather, Neville was uh, consulting with his chart that he had done. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there some sort of role I can make to see if maybe I uh, this matches anything that he had predicted? Any of the models he had? So, pieces of it? I'll, I'll just give you that pieces of it match. So, like, the rain follows one pattern, and the intense heat also follows one pattern, but all three together in one day does not. Would I be able to do something to see if this was a natural fog? As in, it's not magically born by something coming this way? Um, yeah. You can... Do you have any, uh, any backgrounds Um. that may pertain? Unless angels want to dive in, probably not. Because I got university librarian, merchant family scion, hoarder of divine knowledge. Uh, yeah, probably none of those. I do have ritual caster. Um, two as a thing. Uh, as far as you can tell, it's it's a mundane fog. Okay. So far, all the weather that you've experienced has been mundane, just very extreme. I just know there's fog spells, so I wanted to check. Yeah, um, it it's nor like if you swirl your hand through it, it reacts normally. It, where have you guys set a fire? Uh, I I wouldn't have. Yeah, if not, if, if we were looking for a quick camp. Yeah. Also, since it was hot out previously, I imagine it's still too hot for a fire. Uh, then I'll say wherever Neville conjures fire, it the fog reacts appropriately. Okay. Um. And pretty soon, it's to the point where if you're not 10 feet from someone, you cannot see them. And then 7 feet, 5 feet, uh, to the point now where you have to be standing next to them to see them. Is is there... Hey, Iacus. Do you hear me? I know you hear me. I have an idea. Can I stand on your shoulders? Iacus, let me be really tall so we can see if this fog is just, you know, on the ground. <laughs> I'm going to start reaching around for... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> We're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that you know. <laughs> Yet. Considering it, his... Dexterity, I imagine he would have no trouble getting to higher ground on his own. Um, fine, I'll take your idea. Uh, of course you will. He's going to stand on your shoulders. <laughs> I pull through. If you can uh, see a tree, then climb the tree. Can I fill the tree? Rope around until I fill a tree? Yeah, I can say it takes you a couple of minutes. Basically, you have to travel in one direction. And you realize after two or three minutes, you probably should have hit a tree by now. Mm-hmm. So you have to See? reverse. I could have already been on shoulders. And and uh, can I ch- climb said tree? Yeah, you you feel around. Iacus, those of you who could see him, he disappears into the fog. And after a few minutes, you find a tree, 
and you have to find one big enough to support you. And eventually you climb up and up and up and you probably climb three or four times your height and it is still fog. I will carefully make my way down. Mm-hmm. Nope. It goes all the way up. Good to know. Hmm. Science. Says the ghost. I'm sorry. The level four vapor. <laughs> I am not vapor. Sometimes so. I suspect she is full of hot wind. <laughs> Says um, the man with no jacket. So as we're sitting there, um, we wait for the fog. Um, I guess I'm not going to keep his eyes out, really. Um, but he'd like to keep his ears open to see if there's anyone approaching like he's gonna keep a watch in the fact that while he can't see he can still smell and hear and all of that so after a few moments um you do hear like the soft clop of horse hooves Hmm. and right as you go to turn into it um nameless Kind of bumps into you. Mm. Oh, I I didn't see you there. He's he's got a hold of you, mm. but the sound of hooves is still walking away. Yeah. W- would I be able to feel some type of energy since I deal with negative energy as my damage? Would I be able to feel a type of energy? Um, not as much. You don't you don't do outside of being a an incredibly magical creature yourself. You don't so much do with the magic. If you're a vampire, you might be able to detect life because they're your prey, but uh, I don't know. Do you want me to send Sabathiel to scout? Yeah. I can do that. Some, And I'll, I'll actually whisper, guys, I think there's someone nearby um, making their way away from us. Yes. Or, okay. It sounds like it's going towards the trees. Okay. I'm also going to try and stealthily move in the direction I think that mm-hmm. I I hear. So, do you want to send yeah. Sabathiel? Yeah, let's send him out to Ghost Scout. So, so how does that ability read? Um, once per day, your familiar can separate itself from you and make a recon run of an area or a location. Roll mm-hmm. an easy 10-plus skill check to get to get your familiar scout unseen. You may ask the GM one yes or no question about the surrounding area or anything in it. Okay. So uh, that check is only to remain unseen? Yeah. Do you care? Not really, because he could probably mash himself down to something small and pretend to be a firefly or a will-o'-the-wisp. Unless he's also in the fog. Yeah. So what's... It'll just be a glow, and that's it. What's your your question? Hmm... Or do you want to think about it for a I minute? Want to, I want to think about it for a minute, unless anyone has a suggestion. Then I'll make a stealth roll real quick. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to apply Nomad, because I assume we had to... You probably did Sandstorms, which was mm. close enough. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to say... 16. That'd be 20. 20? When... 30. When the uh, four of you look up, Iacus is no longer standing near you. 
Um, Iacus, you slip away from the group to because they're they're making a lot of passive noise, like mm-hmm. coughs and creaks and things like that. Um, and you get about ten or fifteen feet away, and you find yourself in an area that is maybe three or four feet wide, and is almost completely clear of fog. It's you can see almost literally a direct path from where you are to the trees. And there's just little curls of fog swirling on the ground Mm. uh, and like kind of blowing in from the side. But on either side of this path, there's just a wall of impenetrable uh, vapor. Um, I'm going to try and, well, first off, would it be acceptable if, well, let's see. In my time with the centaurs, mm-hmm. there was probably a whistle or a call as I was training Nameless mm-hmm. whenever he was young. Um, A.K.A. can I communicate to him very, I would assume, like, pray found, follow something like that, like mm-hmm. whistles or something like that. Would that be a sure. reasonable? That's reasonable. Okay. Well, I will whistle that out kind of quietly, but pitched back toward the camp, and then I'm going to try and follow this trail. Yep, so Nameless perks his ears up as he hears a whistle. Well, he's found something. Okay, I think I have my question. Okay. Um, but first I'm going to pull Nameless and ask him to help me like, inscribe any of the, the separate clans, like insignias, mm-hmm. and have Sabathia look at them, and can go check out where those the hooves are coming from mm-hmm. to see if he, he can identify anything, any clan markings on it, and then tell and say yes or no on which ones. Okay. Which one? Um, it sounds like one person. Sabathiel comes back and lets you know that you are, aside from a very small selection of wildlife, mm-hmm. completely alone for, we'll say, the surrounding mile. Okay, that's weird. Uh, Sabathiel says no one's here but us. And so should we be worried that Iacus went off by himself in a fog where we can't see nothing? Have you seen and how now big he is? Sudden... Well, he says we should follow. Neville's already climbing on uh, Nameless's back. <laughs> Little no. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too, because I'm bitty, bitty legs. I'm, I'm going to follow, because that's something only... That's a sign he and I developed. Okay. That was my question, was should we be worried that he is separating himself from us in fog that you can't see, following somebody that does not exist? Well, I would think the trees are that way, and he just points, and you can see his arm pointing, but the fog is so heavy you can't really see his hand. Like So, really, we can only go so far. Never will... Uh, we'll go ahead and make a small flame in the palm of his hand to kind of help light the way, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So after after a ways, you step into that, that same corridor that uh, I described to Iacus. And how, how far up there? Have you gone into the woods? Yes, and what I'll do as I'm going through is classic, classic woodcraft, just like breaking 
a stick here, leaving a mark there, just kind of leaving a trail. But I'm, I told them to follow, so I know they'll be following. Mm -hmm. So, Nameless says, well, he's been here. Okay. This seems to be a trail. Let's keep moving. Do we need more light? Sure. Uh, can I ritually cast uh, Dancing Lights? Sure. We now have a comfortable blobs of glowing gold around us. And it is horribly, terribly reflective in this corridor. <laughs> um, like if you poke your head out, even from a few inches, you can't see the light that's, that's generating in here. Uh, you get to the woods and uh, eventually you catch up with Iacus. Nameless moves you pretty quickly. Um, around hazards, but it also helps that where where this clear area is uh, is relatively free of anything on the on the floor or uh, branches or anything like that. What are the walls like? Are these like trees or what? Um, I mean, there are there are plenty of of uh, trees of various kinds, mostly hardwood. But the are you talking about the actual walls of? Because uh, they're just fog. Okay. It's just the fog stops. Charging. Yeah, the fog just the fog stops at a ninety cloud bank. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a ninety degree angle to the ground. And all of you, including Iacus, uh, you still hear the sound of hooves as as you're going. It's very kind of light and echoey, but you've you've heard you know, horses or various hooved creatures run um, and hit, like, a solid surface. That's that's what you're getting. How's that gut of yours now, Nameless? I mean... Any bad feelings? Not really. That's good. I'm a little hungry. Any, uh, are there any tracks or anything besides Iacus's path? Nope. I wonder if we are dealing with another level four vapor. Entirely possible. I haven't found any tracks yet, but I'm I'm still hearing it, so I feel we're on the right track. And we have a track. I mean, Svafield says there's no one here so except as, for us. As Iacus looks up, sitting in one of those branches is a a uh, falcon. Brenda, yours. It's the same, the same falcon you saw yeah. with him earlier. Uh, I'll, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually asking uh, Nameless. Uh, so oh. Friend of yours? Uh, he holds out his hand, and the falcon lands on his hand, climbs up his shoulder, pecks him in the side of the head. Ow! Oh, hey! The bird looks mildly offended for some reason. Not, not friends? Do falcons have any spiritual significance to any of the clans... In the Centaur Plains. Uh, no. I mean, they show up on totems, or... I mean, I suppose someone could adopt... Uh, I, I mean, for example, uh, one of the other tiger chiefs, uh, he has talons. Uh, his, uh, his tribal name are the, the Taloned Orchids. I suppose that could be... Kind of like that. Uh, but as far as religious significance goes, not, not really. 
Hey, birdie. It looks at you. You see anything with hooves aside from he and I come through here? It takes off down the the corridor in the, the way that you're going. We should follow. Yeah, that was my plan. I mean, is there any other plan at this point? Well, yeah, uh, honestly, the bird's smarter than some of our present company, so let's go. <laughs> There's no need to talk about yourself like that. Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, Nameless gives you, a, gives you a pat and walks past you. Um, he He's leading the procession, and every now and then the falcon will come back and, like, circle around him going in and out of the fog and then it just disappears just going to put this out there to the group mm-hmm. that as a former bodyguard this speaks trap all over it your well, objection is noted and disregarded i know i figured but <laughs> i just wanted to at least throw it out there i, I mean i don't think so um i'm not Getting that vibe, but from from my experience, we uh, that is centaurs are a pretty pragmatic and practical people. Um, that has you talking to a falcon that I can put my hand through. They they'd be more likely to grab the tribe and run you through and gut you and leave your body up as a display against yeah, other. That's 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 more that's more our style. I mean, they do like ambushes in the terrain, but. Nothing this complex. Not, nothing this complex. And bless me, no, we can. We're all prepared to flatten whatever comes rushing at us. You say that. I did flatten what came rushing at me. I mean, I'll give you that. That is true. I mean, but I, however, holy we'll, we'll fire! All of a sudden, this chick shows up and starts, you know, gaining land and power, and none of the centaur, other centaur tribes, can beat her. So, who's to say she goes by the same rules that every other tribe does, or attacks the same way? Maybe they can't beat her because she's different. Maybe, but it could be that um, my son is getting aid from a mystical means, and maybe this fog will conceal us crossing the border. We don't know. As we're continuing to move, uh, are there any dragons that tend to use... Animals, like any legends of dragons or anything that use animals to assist? Um, to assist? Or to manifest themselves or interact with the outside world? It depends on the, uh, the level that the dragon is willing to go to. Um, there are some that... Oh, there are some dragons... We started a started a yawn chain around the table. I refuse to yawn. Yawning is for suckers. Yawning is for suckers. Uh, Don't worry, I got. I was but... yawning and then had to yawn again, so I covered you. <laughs> Interrupted a yawn with another yawn. Mm-hmm. Yawnception. Uh, it depends on the dragon. There are some that are willing to go to that level to get what they want. Like if they wanted to influence a people. Most dragons, most true dragons, can change their form at will. So it's not unheard of, but you know, most of them want to appear as powerful beings as opposed to lowly critters. Um, uh, while you're ruminating over this from up ahead of you, uh, 
Do you hear Nameless go, whoa, take a step back. Well, I, I'm riding Yeah, Nameless. we're riding him. Uh, I'll take a step back. I'll take a step back, too. And if you look around him, just sitting in the path, is a uh, fully grown brown bear. Oh, shit. <laughs> Has it been leaving any sort of tracks? No. And it kind of does that, like, kind of snurfle noise. And stands up, takes a step towards you. Brodus? I know, but that was for us. <laughs> uh, it it uh, takes a step forward, and Nameless takes a step back, and it kind of just. And Nameless stops, and it takes another step forward, and another, and it walks up to Nameless and just like, snurfles him, walks around, snurfles him. Uh, whenever it goes to Snurfle, Thea, and uh, Neville, its snout just passes right through you. Okay, that tickles, that tickles, that tickles. Yeah, this is weird. It, it walks around nameless. Oh, and, interesting. And just takes his hand in its mouth and starts tugging. And he's like, hey, ow, stop, stop it. And when he pulls back, the bird pecks him on the side of the head. He's like, ow, stop it, you too. I suspect they are trying to lead you on in a, in a specific direction. You think? <laughs> I see you have friends like you make friends like I make friends, son. They all want to kill you for some reason? Yes, absolutely. And the bear takes his hand again and he's like, "All right, all right, fine." And it leads him uh basically through one of the the side walls just into the fog. We're riding uh nameless so we're going with him. Yep. Yeah. You two are going with him. He's our ride or die. You, yeah. <laughs> you take about five steps off the path, and you find yourself in this ring of trees, and the trees are so thick that you can't pass in between them. Um, in the middle of this this ring, which is maybe two or three hundred feet across, there is a gigantic oak tree. And around that oak tree are maybe about 50 centaurs who are slightly transparent and glowing. Iacus did follow as well. And I was going to say, when you look back, you can see those two still standing on the path. And after a second, the fog clears, and Iacus and Philomena can see all of this. Hmm. That uh, one of the centaurs steps forward, and he's got a um, dire tiger pelt, uh, around his his uh, neck, and that falcon hops off of Nameless's shoulders and flies over to him, and the bear likewise just goes over and sits by him. He he beckons to Nameless, who walks up to him, and you hear Nameless say, "Who are you?" And the, this centaur just kind of like bows its head a little bit, and Nameless goes. Oh, uh, hello then. Um, what are, what do you, why, what, why, why and what? And the centaur touches him on the forehead. He goes, oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Are you going to share it with the class? 
thought I did, was the only ghost that centaurs knew that you didn't, knew. Didn't you hear what he? No. We can see them, but we cannot hear them. Oh. Help. Please, um, please, with your grunt up. So. Uh, that and he points at the centaur. That's mother's father. Mm. Uh, my my grandfather. Uh, she brought her dad back to kill you. No. <laughs> he. He came of his own volition. <laughs> it's a shotgun wedding now. I think she can handle killing him all on her own. No, he recognizes what we're doing and is helping us. And that uh, the grandfather walks over to the big tree and touches it. And Nameless says, he's sending us to Mother. Hmm. Thank you, <laughs> Elder. I guess that means the, get prepared, I guess. The, the Elder nods his head again and disappears. Nameless looks at you and says, uh... He says it's been a while, but if Calais is still the same, you wouldn't be thanking him so much. <laughs> I agree. I was just being respectful because I loved him in life like my own father. So. You sure about that? I heard some sarcasm. Yeah, because that means I have to get closer faster. <laughs> um, it should be safe for travel. He just points at the tree. For you. I no, was for, say, I can walk no, no, through no, no, trees. For all of us. The, the travel will be safe. It's the, the destination that is unsafe. Well, how about I go first and no. kind of feel her out? Why do you keep insisting on going first when you aren't a centaur? Well, he said it was safe for all of us. Well, the travel is safe. I meant let's get through there and see what kind of mood she's in before he comes in. Oh. I suspect she will be even more displeased to see an outsider than she will be to see her own ex-husband, who I suspect she still has a strong romantic attraction to, but has difficulty expressing it in a healthy way. And while Neville is talking, Nameless just steps through the, <laughs> Neville, steps through Neville the tree. Neville is actually following, uh, like still riding We're him, still so riding. he just, yeah, his so, voice just cuts off. Yeah, so just after a second, Neville is in, in between words and... Nameless steps into the tree and disappears. And probably Neville keeps going once we come out the other side. So I'm thinking, Iacus. Hmm? You can go first. By all means, go right ahead. You wanted to go first. Okay, well, as soon as I get through, I'm ducking or, you know, turning off the corporal so it goes through me to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. See how mad she is. You're actually going to come with us, right? Of course. Uh-huh. Can I make sure you go through this tree? You'll see me in just a second. I don't want to get mixed up with you. I don't trust you. I don't care. <laughs> As you two are talking, the fog slowly begins encroaching on this this ring of trees. If you don't come through there... Just hurry it up and go through the damn tree. I'm going to go through the tree. Please. Philomena steps through the tree. I guess is looking at the tree and looks back at the fog and it's like, yeah. end of the world. And then he'll step through the tree. So, uh, 
you three first, uh, which is to say Nameless, uh, Neville, and Thea. When you step through the tree, you find yourself in... It's just about dusk, uh, but you find yourself in a beautifully lit pastoral uh, field, standing beside a, a very large oak tree. Um, you you see far off in the distance just this field of fog covering everything. But when you look west and south, it is beautiful and temperate. And after about a second, you hear the uh, loudest possible screech just in the sky. And then you hear another one and another one. And then after about 10 or 15 seconds, Philomena steps through and you hear another one. We and have been detected. Then Ayaka steps through and you hear another one. And it, that last one just echoes forever, it seems. When oh, you, my head hurts. When you look one way, uh, like I said, you see all this pasture and you see um, a small vineyard um, with all kinds of plants growing. When you look up the hill, at the very top there is a large, it is, um, think of like a pavilion. So there are columns, wooden columns that are holding the roof up. Um, there is a, a large slanted roof and then underneath it, there are maybe 10 female centaurs. Uh, one of whom, most of them are all laying down. One of whom is standing up and looks like she's got a pot in her hand that has a plant in it and appears to be uh, speaking to them about it. And when those uh, screeches go off, her head jerks up. She sees uh, all of you. And then just kind of gives you that, like, come this way. Uh, gesture. Following Nameless's lead since we're still riding on him. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I guess we should probably get off of him. Yeah, Nameless. Tiny, tiny legs, tiny legs. Nameless, uh, when he looks up, he goes, Mom! And just takes off. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and he covers the ground very quickly. <laughs> and when he, when he pulls up, um, there is a a centaur woman who looks to be, uh, you know, maybe, maybe in her 30s, maybe in her early 40s. Um, she's got a really um, oval face and sort of slanted almond eyes and very dark hair. Her, uh, her horse half is uh, it's very pale it's kind of it's maybe like two shades lighter than nameless and it is likewise a little bit shaggy if you've seen long-haired horses mm -hmm. um, and all of her hair is in a braid she is uh, completely and explicitly naked as are all of the centaurs 
um, around her. And you two, uh, Thea and Neville, see that on her ribs, um, just kind of tattooed across, uh, basically right above her belly button, is what you both recognize as an arcane sigil, and it just wraps around her ribs. And all of the women have it as well. She uh, holds up a hand. The nameless just kind of like stops short. And she says, all this time by yourself, and you haven't picked up a single manner. And she looks over her shoulder, sees Iacus. But you did pick up your father. Your priorities, son, are terrible. She uh, holds out a hand to Neville and holds out a hand to Thea and says, if, if you don't mind dismounting my son. Well, yes, we, ma'am. I imagine we fell off as he was racing towards him. Uh, he's pretty careful okay. with, with you guys. I mean, the I, sudden stop might have knocked us off. Uh, Neville will, will get down and then uh, and just kind of give a respectful bow. Oh, that's, that's not necessary. Uh, please. He'll nod, he'll nod and stand back up straight. He, uh, yeah, Thea will scramble down right after him. She looks at Thea and says, Oh, you, uh, you are most lovely. Thank you. So are you. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, that thing behind you, is it a danger? No. Okay. If, if he tries to be a danger, let me know and I will smack him. What is it? If you don't mind me asking. An angel! Is that like a spirit? Kind of a celestial one. Oh. Uh, can he understand me? Yes. And she just looks over your shoulder and says, Your designs are gorgeous. And. Is he? Sabathiel does this like little celebratory twirl. <laughs> and uh, she says, I don't understand you, but. I, I hope that comment pleases you. It does. Uh, He's so happy. And and you, and she kind of leans down a little bit. You're a man of great power, I can tell. Thank you. I try to wield it in the pursuit of, uh, of benefiting others when I can. Oh, well, that's most generous of you. I myself have a small amount of magical gift and try to apply it wherever I think it does the most good. I see that you are, uh, that you bear uh, very uh, skillfully inscribed sigils of a magical nature. Oh, yes, that, uh, Kassar's markings. I see. Not of your own choice, then? No. She looks over. Uh, are you, are Iacus and Philomena, are you taking your time coming up the hill? Yep. You bet your sweet ass I am. <laughs> she, uh, she kind of taps one of her hooves, which is a, a Iacus knows that, mm-hmm. that gesture and says, I really do wish your father would hurry up. You don't have as much time as I would like. Guess hurry up! I'm nearly there. No, you're not. <laughs> For such a large and, and skillful man, he seems quite apprehensive. He probably thinks I'm going to 
rip him to shreds. Oh, he totally does. Good. <laughs> because I am. <laughs> he, he has a very healthy fear of you right now. He, prob- he probably should, but not... It's endearing. Not for the reasons he is thinking. Um, Whenever I, I do make my way up there, I'll be like, Malaise, how you doing? No. I'm going to sidestep you... way away from him. <laughs> she says, are you mistaking me perhaps for one of your other fillies? Because that's not my name. Start with the same. Start with the same. Damn it. I'm so bad. No, that's a... I know. Yeah. That was an out of character slip up. No. Uh, Calais, uh, how you doing? Iacus, as smooth as ever, I see. Uh, excuse me one moment. And she turns to the group. I'm going to shy back as she turns away because horses kick. <laughs> uh, Does he get smacked with her tail? No, she's yeah. not that close. No, I'm nowhere near that close. Uh, she, she turns to the group and says, you would uh, excuse us for a moment. We have business to attend to. And all of them get up and just kind of scatter. I think if the she, indication is for us to go, uh, Neville will also make himself scary. Oh. No. No, she, tur- she turned to all of her class. She turns to Nameless and says, don't go getting ideas. They're all spoken for. And he just turns red. She says, no. Um, I assume you're here for something very stupid, because otherwise you wouldn't have come through Kassar's lands. Correct. On a scale of, let's say... One to Iacus, we're at Iacus, yes. That bad, huh? Yes. Um, I see. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you need from me? Spirit Talker, we need to stop the weather and save these fine folks. What weather? Hmm. Yes, the phenomenon has not reached here, so the rest of the centaur planes have been undergoing severe and rapid changes in the weather. Well, that's unfortunate. And it, it has, By no means natural. It has caused devastation in the farmlands of the other tribes. I can see that. Um, and let me guess, they're threatening to go to war over resources? Yes. Now that figures. They've, they've gone to war over everything else. Why not kill each other when they could be sharing? Well, and they they acknowledge, at least uh, Ginzorig acknowledges that they would have to unite to be able to even have a chance against Kassar. And, uh, That's more accurate than you know. And so this uh, smacks of Kassar messing with the weather somehow to weaken our foes and make her unnatural power able to spread. Mm-hmm. And the power that pulled me away initially brought all these fine folk here to save me and lead us here to you. He called me a fine folk. Oh my. And she holds out a hand to you, Philomena. He says, I don't know how to tell you this, 
if you say that I am a vapor, you might as well stop right there. I am a ghost, thank you. Oh, no, I was going to tell you that you are one of the living dead. And, oh, see? And... I am not a vapor. Well, that's not... No, no, no I... No. Well... Do not continue. I am not can, a vapor. Can I ask you a question? Maybe. Are you... Um, primarily corporeal? When I want to be. So you would say your natural state is not corporeal? A vapor is a type of ghost. Oh, I mean, that may be. I was, I was just ruling out things like vampires and whites and... I mean, I do drain life sometimes. Well, a, a lot of the incorporeal undead do. You know what? This is a, is a discussion for another time. You are on a very strict time limit. I know I am. No, I mean all of you. Oh. Uh, Kassar's people will be here oh, immediately. that kind of time limit. I thought she was referring to my armor and me disappearing. Oh. So, time limit. Uh, what... Can you come with us? I imagine I have to. If you, oh. if you came here to, to seek my aid, I can't do anything here. All right. I was mainly talking about that and points at the arcane sigil. Uh, Neville, you're relatively close in height to her stomach. Um, that is a draconic sigil. Do I recognize it as well with my Forgotten Draconic Library? Yes. What does it say? It doesn't say anything. It is just Draconic script. Do I recognize what the what the spell or what it might what the magical effect might be? It has a dragon scholar? Uh sure. So I'm just adding four and then my five for uh, Draconic Scholar. Oh. Uh, that is a seventeen on the die. Plus five, so that's twenty-two. Plus four, so that's 26. All right, so it is a lot of things. It is a uh, tracking sigil, which allows anyone to uh, recognize where the person bearing it is. It is an alarm sigil, which has a variety of triggers. And it is uh, an exploding rune, which also has a couple of very specific triggers. Right. Hmm. This is most worrisome. This is draconic magic. Uh, uh, well, yes. Uh, I would imagine so. Kassar has allied herself with the dragons. Most worrisome indeed. Which dragons? Does it matter? Yes. Yes, it does. Sometimes? Oh. Uh, I don't know. There's this scaly fellow who... Walks around in a cloak, usually at her side. What color are the scales? Green, I think. Green. Maybe gray. Green or gray. Interesting. Maybe blue? I don't know. It's hard to tell. I never see much of him. And he... I, I suppose it's a he. I don't know about dragon sex. Um, he always addresses us, and we are not to look directly at him. Interesting. Very 
creatures. Uh, size, uh, humanoid. She points to uh, Philomena and Iacus, somewhere in between there. Mm, I see. But um, I need to pack if I'm coming with you. Wow. One moment. Those sigils on you, they are both, uh, they're going to track you. They're going to set off alarms and add some designated triggers. And I fear that there is also an explosive sigil. Unfortunately, yes. If you cross the boundary, uh, you combust from the inside out. And she starts picking up a couple of things and slings some saddlebags over her back. We must find a way to counteract the sigils to secure your safety. Well, I was only able to do it once, and she points it nameless. Um, And unfortunately, Kassar found out about that after he had left. Uh, She found out I was lying about him having died. And she got out of me how I did it. So she gives this kind of crooked smile to Iacus and says, while I'm here in her land, I can't talk to spirits. Hmm. So I can't conjure forth another fire elemental. Okay. Uh, As they're standing there, uh, Neville slowly brings his hands together and starts producing a flame. Uh, When you do, that screech sounds again in the sky. And he immediately dismisses it. Yeah, so basically, the more power you pumped into that... It was just a little bit. Well, I mean, even just it turning on and kind of that initial ramp up, that screech got louder and louder. Mm, We should move. They don't like fire around here. No, it doesn't like magic. Ah. We're forbidden... Um, in fact, I'm fairly certain that anyone who had any spellcasting ability whatsoever was put to the sword. She, she grabs up a couple of herbs and walks over and picks up a uh, that like classic crozier-type staff that's got a hook on the end. And uh, says, well, I'm ready. No. Uh, as to where these guys were looking for a temple for her armor, the the flux, right? Or was it was there a temple? Like was that what random? She was looking like? for a screaming flux. I am looking for records of my uh, the last surviving record of my family's lineage. Thea I'm, is looking for. A... I'm I'm being a good little errand girl, so random will give me the primer for this book. However, all of this is secondary to our primary objective, which is to unite the centaur tribes. Stop the weather, yes. <laughs> Are you serious? That's no. what we were told to do. On the bright side, if we fail, the entirety of civilization and all living races will be destroyed, but, you know, no pressure. No pressure at all. I've been under the constant threat of death every day for the past several years so mm. that's actually nice to have something to push towards yeah exactly this is why I had to leave in the first place you didn't have to leave chose to you're right I, you know what that's an argument for another time it is uh, nameless you haven't you haven't been accepted by any tribes, have you? And he shakes his head. 
He's still a tiger cub. Oh, I know. Okay. All I right. just wanted to make sure he hadn't done something. He did something incredibly stupid to get kicked out of a, a tribe. I wanted to make sure he hadn't done something incredibly brave or wondrous to get reinitiated. So just checking. I haven't seen him in several years myself. Well, he, he has done some brave things. He did some pretty cool things with some arrows. We can tell her on the way. On the um, way where? She's going to explode. Um, I have some thoughts on that, actually. Okay. I think. We just cut it off of you? She looks down. Considering you would have to remove most of my torso, I think that's an incredibly bad idea. Okay. That would be lethal. And also, if you tamper with it, it will explode. Oh, that sucks. We'll so, belly button done edge. Uh, I think if we remove the source, mm-hmm. we can either remove this sigil mm-hmm. or we could. I'm, I'm just guessing here. Kassar tried grooming me uh, for a leadership position within her camp, and I, I declined, but I thought it would be smart to gather a little bit of intelligence before declining. I know where that dragon lives. Oh, fantastic. It's just a ways to get there. Hmm. And... He is very powerful. Hmm. And it's not pleasant. Much of my last year has been, or years have been very unpleasant, so. He lost his jacket. He has slain a dragon, or at least assisted in slaying one. The dragon I'm moderately worried about, admittedly. Um, His horde of undead, I am extremely worried about. Oh, wait a minute. Horde of undead? Yes. As in like a massive group? Yes. Well, Hmm. if we were to solve the weather situation, maybe Nameless could help lead the centaur tribes against the horde of undead. No, I... I, Well, you didn't let me finish. Hmm? I think... He is projecting whatever this ward is over Kassar's land. So... No him, no ward. Correct. Mm. Agreed. And he probably is doing the weather. So no him, no weather. Neville is going to start... Like that. That's a possibility. Neville's going to start looking into like black, dra- uh, black dragons, uh, green dragons, anything that has that sort of like where... Chromatically, it could have been, uh, and he's going to recall his knowledge about those to see uh, if any of them have any special affinity towards this sort of sorcery. Towards weather manipulation? Yeah. Uh, Blue dragons. Blue dragons. Then he's going to uh, start uh, putting out, as as we are moving, because I don't want to keep us moving, he's going to use his commander's dust to sort of... uh, bring together all the information he has on blue dragons mm-hmm. and just start presenting like uh, just kind of like background information while has are moving. 
So, right. Neville, can you tell us, can this person control the dead? I mean, he's not going to try to, you know, manipulate me or nothing, right? Uh, I suspect, uh, Neville suspects probably that he can only control the dead that he himself summons. Not necessarily. Necromancy is kind of a wide uh, subject of study. It's possible, um, but Philomena is kind of unique in that she is she is bonded to a magical item, mm. in that she is not a she's not a mindless undead, or a, okay. she is she is her own creature. Do have a willpower save? Can I use uh, my forgotten draconic library to see if I know any of the hidden weaknesses of blue dragons? Sure. So that would be three in intelligence. That's 20. 20? That's seven and three is... No, 22. So blue dragons tend to be a little bit more physically fragile than their counterparts. Mm -hmm. But they are... Just from physically standing, they tend to be quicker Mm. um, and lighter. They are um, very, very skilled at flying like any dragon can fly but they they are very graceful and Mm -hmm. and lithe um it really again depends on the particular dragon Mm -hmm. um their biggest problem though is that they are arrogant as all hell okay they they have uh, a pride as big as they are Mm -hmm. and they are relatively easy to provoke Mm -hmm. um Icus has never provoked anybody. (laughs) I will share that information with them as he's doing his commander's briefing, and that's about all I've got. So while that's going on, um, Nameless looks up and uh, we'll say somewhere maybe three or four hundred feet away from where you are um, that Falcon is on a branch. And he says, hey, there's, there's, uh, no, you can't get on my shoulder this time. He's like, I'm going to go see, see what's up. And he, he runs off towards, towards that tree. Uh, Calais puts a hand on Ayakas' shoulder and says, you see that too, don't you? Mm. You do recognize that, don't you? Do I? That was Uh, Father's Falcon. Okay. Yeah, I I knew it looked familiar. I couldn't recall. But the bear showed up as well. Uh, Yes. Father... Mm -hmm. I I think the bear had actually passed on by the time you came into our lives. But he kept uh, a number of companions in the forest. Um... I don't say this with uh, the normal context of a mother talking about her child, but you know he's special. There's something special. I, I don't know why I know or how I know, but there's something special about it. I agree. I, I've seen it already. If he's able to 
somehow communicate with Father or manifest his powers, he is going to rival any other tribe leader. Mm-hmm. You realize that? That's why we're trying to stop the weather and pin it on him. You know it's not going to be enough to just pin it on him. He's going to have to back it up. I know. Which means at some point you're going to have to bag him a dire tiger. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to take him seriously unless you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just making sure you hadn't forgotten. I hadn't. The question is, can he do it? Or do I? At what point do I? I, I don't know. I'm happy to do it for him. I don't think you can do it for him. But uh, that's exactly. That doesn't mean you can't to. help him, but it needs to be something he earns. Mm-hmm. Just. Well, we'll see if we find any on the way, or maybe. <laughs> but. And she she kind of walks past you, and right about that time, Nameless just steps into that tree. And disappears. We should do that too. Can she? Well, yeah, she won't be crossing the boundary. Um, and if not, we are going to be in a much worse place. Yeah. Kassar uh, doesn't know about the tree, right? I didn't know about the tree. Ah, fantastic. Although Father always told me he would take jaunts through the woods I didn't think he was being literal literal yes yes that is very <laughs> much your father dad jokes till the end oh that's that paints him in a whole new unfortunate light and by that time you reach the tree nameless pokes his head back out are you coming Neville slides in right under nameless short legs short legs short legs nope. go right ahead Calais she turns back to uh, Iacus and says, regardless of what happens and what you might think, it has been nice to see you. And she steps through. I'll step through. One big happy fucking family around here, aren't we? And I'm going to step through. Right. And that's where we'll... Uh, We'll stop tonight's episode. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> she's a she's a subtle killer. Mm-hmm. She's gonna wait for you to get off your guard. Complacent. <laughs> it, it's gonna be thirty years. They're they're yeah, living happily. You remember leaving me? Yeah, <laughs> as Iacus is laying on his deathbed, she's just gonna reach over and look him in the eyes and disconnect his life support. <laughs> yes, yes. He just slowly gives her a thumbs up. <laughs> At that point, you know, she'll have already ingratiated herself with the family and have have talked to Ardith about the best way to <laughs> about the best way to do this with the without him noticing. Well, yeah, without him noticing. Yeah. No, well, went a whole lot better than expected. I was gonna let her let her do her Kicked worst. Your ass. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, none of Galdrian's exes wanted to hurt him. The you know of. <laughs> 
The you were Beyonce running away. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, usually, the their, other it was their boyfriends and husbands that he didn't know about. They're the ones that want to kill. Them. Although, to be fair, didn't wasn't there some devil or something involved in all of that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that was a. That was a, feels well, like another world. You know, that was a. That was a not an ex. It was. A, never happened but <laughs> she was in the process of figuring out um, what position Galdrin would be best suited for uh, reverse cowgirl strangely somehow it's still Galdrin on top <laughs> speaking of Galdrin on top that's all I got for you guys uh, have anything to plug Galdrin <laughs> <laughs> Talia's got that covered in, in another world, I guess, maybe. No, no. No, nope. All right, well, you know, find us where you do the podcast thing. Uh, give us those sweet, sweet downloads and reviews. Sponsor an F-bomb really helps us out. Sponsor multiple F-bombs. Hey, it can even be against the same person at the same time. Mm-hmm. You could have regularly scheduled F-bombs delivered to this person. Just think about that. I, I'm just going to put that out there. Show someone how much you appreciate uh, them in your life by by having one of us professionally swear at them. Show them you fucking care. <laughs> well, there's there's our, our new uh, sales slogan. Sponsor an F-bomb. Show them you fucking care. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>